0: Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we talk Lake Winnie fishing with Charlie Warath. There's a lot of fish being caught, and according to Charlie, the future's so bright, he's got to wear shades. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday. It's all coming up. I got my fishing
1: pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man, but the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye. Bass, and if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back. Cause the fishes all tremble like the thought of me when I'm fishing Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Hello, I'm Kev Jackson, and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Well, checking in with Charlie Wareth of uh, Charlie's Gone Fishing Guide Service over in the Deer River area. Charlie, welcome back to the show.
1: Great to have you back. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's always a pleasure. So,
0: You're out on the water right now. Uh, where are you fishing today?
1: I'm fishing on Big winter Uh It's a beautiful day out here, a little haze and uh, not much wind, which everybody knows that's why they call it. It can get pretty windy out here, so... What are we seeing so far?
0: Are we getting a good bite this morning?
1: Yeah, there's plenty of action. Uh, it's actually the, you know, it's going to be uh, really something come next spring and through the next couple years here. Uh, there seem to be three-year classes of fish out here right now. Uh, we've caught a lot of, I mean, we've been here a couple hours. We must get 10 or 15 of them that are, you know, two under. there's two other year classes from 10 inches to 12 inches, and then there's some nice 14s and up to 15 inches, and there's a lot of 13, 13 and a half inch fish too. So you just keep filtering through them, and you end up with a nice bunch of 14, 15 inch walleyes. So and, and, it's a lot of action, a lot of fun catching them, and so what? What's the current the, slot on on Winnie? Uh, the slot's 18 to 23. you throw back. Okay. Yeah, okay. one over 23.
0: You know, we've talked to you in the past. I've talked to, you know, Jason and a few other guys over there. And, and one of the things that's been an issue on Winnie the last few years, not never been a problem of getting action. It's been a problem getting fish outside the slot. But it sounds like we're about to enter a, a, a prime time in the next few years of some really good eater-sized fish.
1: Yes, we are. It's, it's, it's common. There's No, there's a, I mean, the amount of them that you can actually run seven, eight feet of water, and I'm going over them. I can see them on the bottom even.
0: Well, that's good news, obviously. So,
1: yeah, it's great. Great news. It's, uh, also, what it helps a lot when it this lake coming back is the fact that they're not, you know, all the pressure on the all the smaller lakes in the area here. You know, this lake here can hold a lot of boats and takes the pressure off, and the other lakes can, you know, regenerate themselves a little bit too. So it'll be a uh, all around good deal for everybody and all the area lakes too. So.
0: The other thing that uh, has been going on in Winnie the last few years is with uh, uh, the establishment of more zebra mussels. That lake has cleared up some, um, and that's been an adjustment for anglers and guides to figure out where the fish are going to be. They're not quite
1: doing what they used to do sometimes. Well, I i mean, I don't know. Right now I'm looking, standing there looking at the water. I can't see four inches down. Okay. It's got a green film on it. We're fishing seven, eight feet of water, right where we used to fish. Well, that's good, and yeah so i'm i'm I've caught some rocks out here in the last couple of days too, and they do have zebra mussels on them, but it's uh there's a lot of water coming through this lake, you know that Mississippi River runs through it, so it flushes it out pretty good, so they got I thought they put a little too much emphasis on being too clear do to them zebra mussels and you know, like cast Lake has had them cast lake is clear, and they always been catching fish over there for the last few years it's uh I just think it's the main thing that you got fish, you know, there's this with a shortage and but right now in the next couple of years they're way looking and there's going to be a uh, three nice year classes back to back which makes it nice that you know you just have one year class next thing you know it grows outside the slot or something and, and but you got two more years coming right behind it and and hopefully after that there's some more so
0: yeah, I've never heard anything as far as when it comes to zebra mussels affecting the numbers of fish. It's it's been more, uh, you know, where they might be and and what time you have to fish. But uh, the population numbers on casts, as you noted, excellent. It sounds like Winnie are spectacular as well. So that's good news all the way around.
1: Yeah, and we're fishing the same hours. We're fishing eight to four, and uh, you know, naturally, there's some days too that it hasn't, you know, the activity. But there's a lot of nice perch too. I think the perch size has increased due to the fact there hasn't been a lot of pressure out here in the summer. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, people haven't fished it, so they haven't kept the perch, so the perch have increased too. So,
0: and that's a nice thing to be able to uh, fall back on if the uh, if the walleyes are not cooperating it one particular day. Yeah, um,
1: that is nice bonus fish too. So, mm-hmm.
0: so have you been uh, fishing primarily on Winnie this summer? Where else have you been fishing?
1: Well. I went to a couple smaller lakes area here, and uh, and they've been all right too. It's the crappie fishing normally this time of year is kind of a go-to thing, but this weather—this eighty degrees every day—it's hot, humid. I mean, besides mosquitoes hatching faster and and you can swat them—that it, uh, it's kept the crappies at bay. They ain't in their normal fall haunts. It's just you know they don't have a calendar, so they don't. No, it's the end of August, first of September here yet, so and the water temperature's not dropping. It's actually almost seventy four point eight right now and and with no wind and stuff, not hot air it just keeps keeps uh, not dropping and the crappies are not gone into their fall mode yet. Next week looks like the weather's supposed to cool down and then all that'll change.
0: Charlie Warren from Charlie's Gun Fishing Guide Service, my guest today, talking lake Winnie fishing. We got a lot more to cover with Charlie. That's coming up later. Up next, it's Lake of the Weekday. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday.
2: And and
0: the We are checking in once again with Doug Schultz, the Walker Area Fisheries Manager, uh, as we talk about Town Line Lake. Now, I'm just going to warn you right now, if you want to check it out on the DNR website, it's Town Line, two words. If you type it in as one word, you're going to get a very different lake. So, <laughs> Town Line, two words. Uh, Doug, a pretty decent sized lake, um, and uh, tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's about 700 acres and uh, about nine miles of shoreline, uh, but it's shallow, uh, maximum depth of only 11 feet, and uh, it's very well vegetated as a result. So uh, this really puts it in that bass, pan, fish, pike category uh, for lakes around here. But because of how shallow and how vegetated it is, the lake is prone to winter kill. And uh, we've had some of that uh, these past two winters now, uh, in addition to some partial kill events in, in 2014, and then back again in 2012, so it's it's been a moving target for us the last few years because of the winters that we've been having.
0: What uh, so so that's unfortunate, obviously. And, and have you have you noticed? Can you give me an indication of like how severe it's been?
2: Well, we think it got hit pretty good uh, last winter, so the winter before this most recent one. And then obviously now with the the pandemic going on we haven't had a chance to follow up out there yet this spring. Uh, we're hoping to do that sometime this summer. Generally the fish community out there is crappies, sunfish, you know, largemouth bass, northern pike and yellow perch. Mm-hmm. Uh that's typically what's been in there mm-hmm. and uh you know, it's rare that we get complete kill events uh, up here. Uh for example in two thousand and uh fourteen I think it was, or two thousand and sixteen. Uh, we followed up in the spring and had adult fish, all those species I just listed uh, present and you know, typically if the adults are there the a lake will rebound pretty good within a couple of years because there's really not much competition out there for uh, you know food and space. Um, we weren't able to sample any fish last spring uh, even though we looked but we did have an angler report of a small pike uh, being caught on opening weekend and uh, last spring, anticipating a pretty significant winter kill, we did stock some extra walleye fry out there uh, just to try to get something going in the meantime while some of these other uh, species can rebound on their own. Um, we'll have to wait and see when we get out there next and try to follow up, but I think if we can get our hands on some either walleye fry or, or maybe some surplus fingerlings this fall, uh, depending on what demand is, we might try to get something in there yet this year. Um, and then in the meantime, we're still going to try to get some adults moved over of some bass and, and sunfish.
0: Okay. Um, any idea when you might be able to make that happen?
2: Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this has been uh, this has been a strange uh, a strange ordeal, and um, we're just hoping we can get to it sometime yet this year. And if we can get them in there before you know before ice up, we'll be doing good. So we got plenty of time to work with.
0: Okay. Well, one thing about crappies and bluegills uh, for certain northerns and uh, and even bass, they do reproduce pretty quickly.
2: They do and and you know as I mentioned a big part of it is when you have those partial kill events and really thin out the competition within the system, you get some really big year classes uh, produced that following year or two and you know, that's why we put walleye fry out there last year was generally if we can get a pretty clean system to put them into, we can bang out a pretty big year class and uh, provide some really good fishing opportunity over the short term. But, you know, this obviously isn't designed as a long-term walleye management lake, and that's, you know, not where we're going to go uh, with this. It's simply, you know, when we do these walleye fry stockings following a winter kill event it's to take advantage of a situation.
0: So, uh, and, and I've had this conversation before, but for those who, who haven't uh, heard it, explain what causes winter kill on a lake like this.
2: So winter kill is a combination of two things, decomposition under the ice and then photosynthesis by the amount of sunlight coming through the ice. So the more vegetation you have, the more biomass it has to be decomposed during the winter. And keep in mind, when you get ice on the lake like that, you don't get any atmospheric exchange with the air. So all the oxygen needs to be produced by photosynthesis. And folks say, well, the plants are dead. How's that work? Well, there's still the algal uh, uh, phytoplankton and algae that are, are still in the water column. That's actually where the photosynthesis comes from in the winter time. So the more of that vegetative biomass you have to break down, the more oxygen you end up using, because that's an oxygen-driven process that ends up using oxygen. When we get winters like the last couple where we get heavy snow early, now we've restricted sunlight penetration by a month or more, not to mention the amount of sunlight that comes through during the course of the entire winter. Now you have less sunlight coming through, and eventually you start running a deficit, where decomposition is burning more oxygen than what photosynthesis can generate, because sunlight is limiting, so that that that's the hopefully the short version yeah. of how this process works. But you know, again, when those things happen, you know, we've had a lot of experience dealing with it. Like I said, walleye fry, if depending on the level of kill we get, or a good short-term solution, even for a bass panfish lake like Townline, mm-hmm. uh, where we can at least provide some short-term fishing opportunity in a couple of years. Well the species that do best in that system over the long term get a chance to rebound.
0: So if you wanted to check out Townline Lake, you might want to wait a while.
2: Yeah, I'd probably give it a couple of years. Generally, it's it's been a pretty good bass band fish lake.
0: And if we do make our way over there at some point, where are we going to find Townline Lake?
2: From Walker, go straight east on uh, State Highway 200 to County Road 8 towards Federal Dam. And you go up eight, about a mile, and the public access will be on the right-hand side.
0: Okay. It is Townline Lake, our Lake of the Week. Unfortunately, uh, not in the best of shape right now due to some winter kill. Doug Schultz, the area fisheries manager, out of Walker with the details. Doug, as always, thanks for your time today.
2: Yep, yeah, appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you.
0: This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country celebrating our 30th year. Presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. you back in with Charlie Worth of Charlie's Gone Fishing Guide Service. He was fishing on Lake Winnie as we spoke and catching
1: plenty of walleye. What are you using to catch walleyes right now? Uh, we're spinning. Uh, spinning a mini. It's been the go-to thing. Uh, uh, it's just the easiest. It catches the pike. It catches everything else. And the perch. And there's a lot of perch around. So you put a crawler on, They seem to nip that crawler off too fast. And uh, at least the perch, you know, chewing on a tail of that minnow doesn't affect affect it. So a minnow bite more than anything, because the uh, crawlers just get chewed off so fast. You're replacing them, spending too much time out of the water. How has business been for you this summer? Have you been busy? Yeah, this part, last part of the you know season here, it picked up quite a bit, mainly due to the fact, like all the area resorts too, are pretty full due to that nobody can go to Canada, so they all tried to book up in here and stuff because they they had to cancel all their other, you know, vacation plans, so it put a lot more people back in this area here, so.
0: Well, and hopefully they uh, they found out that there's plenty of good fishing here, and the other bonus is uh, you can keep more fish if you fish here.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good point because a lot of them, they, had, they were forced to do this, and maybe, they, you know, come here and sit this. I don't have to deal with the border crossings or anything like that and i can catch do well here too so that could be a good plus for everybody here so now do you I'll definitely uh, increase stuff around here good
0: that's that's and that's we needed we needed that that's for sure um so do you continue to guide through the fall or are you a, a an nice fishing guide as well or what's your schedule no
1: i i've tried that years ago and uh i'm just it never worked out wasn't really a takes too much time and stuff to move and you need almost two people to do it. If you own a resort or something you got houses right out in front and and stuff like that it, it seems to you can make some money at it. But it was kinda you got done, you had to pre fish. I don't have all the information I have available in the summer and yeah, I just don't do that. And like for me in the fall coming up here it's a special time of year. Unfortunately fall is way short so <laughs> I kind of put fishing aside here in a couple of weeks, and I actually had a moose hunting trip in Canada in September. Here sounds like I won't be going now, but I so sort of kind of wrap things up. I got early goose season coming. I enjoy hunting and uh, duck season the 26th of September. So like Jason and me, we kind of put the boat aside then and and try to enjoy them eight weeks of fall that we have. And once those eight weeks are up, it. There's snow on the ground and lakes froze over, and then you got... well.
0: Uh, it's eight weeks if we're lucky. Yeah, if you're <laughs> lucky. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was stretching it on the eight. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping. I just, I, I just love it so much. I just, uh, and it just goes by so fast. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of people's favorite uh, season. Unfortunately, it seems to be the shortest one we have.
1: Yeah, I look at. It, I've been fishing all summer, so. I know fall fishing is good and all that, but it's, it's just a time that I gotta, you just have to make a decision, one way, do one or the other. And, uh, and I'm gonna lean now, I'm ain't getting any younger neither, so I'm trying to lean in towards the part where I just want to go hunting and enjoy myself them during that time period. So the boat kind of goes away.
0: So if the boat's going away, I'm probably not enough time to book a trip with you this summer yet.
1: No, it probably, I got some trips the next couple of weeks, and then that's kind of ended for me, because if I do go moose hunting, I got to be done by the 20th here anyway, so if they do decide to let me in there, or, or whatever, I actually I haven't got a toll, the guy said we're not going yet, but he could warn me, probably not.
0: <laughs> well, if we're going fishing here in the next week or two, what should we be doing on the water, and, and what do we need to bring with us in the boat?
1: Well, all of us are using spinners and minnows, I did fish some fish, yesterday and i did jake some so i wouldn't uh you can still rig them a little bit but they're still scattered in this warmer water and um, spinner and minnow you're running a mile 1.2 to 1.4 you're covering some ground and that seems to me i mean if that's the best presentation at this time in the next week or so it's not going to cool down it'll take a little bit to get her cold here yet so do you have a color preference? Uh, I've been using gold. I kind of like my jigs. I got one colored jig, and, and then I use hammered gold spinners. And I don't, not the kind of a guy that switches them around a lot. You got to find the fish, and you run it by them. It's not going to be that. you are going to hear that sound. They're going to see that flash, and I don't think it makes that much difference. But that's just my opinion. It could. Some people, a lot of people, believe in that color.
0: You just if you, uh, if, I just
1: haven't switched.
0: If you find them and you put it in front of them, then uh, more often than not, they're going to bite. Right.
1: That's what I think, and you know, I usually we end up making our own spinners because it's hard to find some spinners that have a long shank hook. And they make a lot of good spinners for crawlers and stuff like that. But just that long hook seems to to get the more connections when they hit.
0: Charlie Wareth from Charlie's Gone Fishing Guide Service uh, out on Lake Winnie today, talking with us. Charlie, thanks for taking a little bit of time. We appreciate you uh, spending some time with
1: us, and uh, enjoy your hunting this fall. I will. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Now we go-
0: Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.